This is the Iowa State Athletics Sidecast. This Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters, and today's sidecast, Mike Green of the Letter Winners Club, visits with former Iowa State women's basketball star Janelle Grimm Burgess. Janelle has a unique perspective on Bill Fenley's success at Iowa State. She was on the ground floor of it as a two time All Big 12 selection and part of Iowa State's first two NCAA tournament teams. This sidecast is provided to you by the Iowa State Letter Winners Club, bridging the gap between legend and legacy by engaging in our past to invest in our future. We hope you'll enjoy this visit with Janelle Grimm Burgess. All right, everyone, welcome to the Iowa State Sidecast. And we have a very special guest with us today and Janelle Grimm Burgess. And if you're not familiar with her, she was a true trailblazer for the Iowa State women's basketball team and one of the greatest players. Janelle came here in 1995. And when she got here, Iowa State women's basketball program hadn't really reached its footing yet. But by the time she entered her career, Iowa State went to its first NCAA tournament, back-to-back NCAA tournaments. She ranked third in career scoring when she entered her career with 1,449 points. And was very influential to get this program going where Coach Fenley has taken it to this day. After she got done with her career, she later became a very successful coach. She was an assistant coach at Maine, Missouri State, Michigan State, and was the head coach at Grand Valley State. And now she's moved back to her home state of Iowa and is now coaching her alma mater at Montezuma High School Girls Basketball, where she's led them to three state tournaments. So welcome, Janelle. It's so great to have you here. Oh, it's great to just be able to chat and just really relive some of the greatest times of my life. And just, you know, being a Cyclone is a very special thing, especially playing that uh, women's basketball and wearing the uniform that I had the privilege to wear for four years. And we have such great pride, I think, because Coach Finley just did such a great job of helping us understand the value of success and, and winning the right way. And that's, you know, something that I've taken with me from the moment I left Iowa State and all my different paths that I've taken. Um, and I now bring it back home here to Montezuma uh, High School and, and the sport I love, girls basketball, as well as within my classroom. Well, you know, let's start at the beginning, Janelle. You were basically one of the last six-on-six players in Iowa. <laughs> so your junior year, you averaged 50 points a game. And then by the time you were a senior, the state switched to five-on-five. So how hard was that transition for you to go from six on six to five on five? Well, I think we got to remember back in our day too, back in the late early nineties, we didn't really even play travel basketball that much. I had the privilege to play a few uh, travel teams. So I did play five on five prior to our first year of high school, five on five, my senior year. It was myself, let's see, Tara Gunderson, Julie Hand. We were the ones that had only played six on six basketball at Iowa State um, back in the day. And I think, you know, Teresa Becker was our coach originally. I think she took a big chance on us to say that six on six kids could play five on five and play it at a college level um, and play it well. And um, I think Coach Finley was able to bring our skills that we had in six on six, which let's be honest, we could score the ball and then be able to teach us how to play defense. So I just think six on six was special. I still tell my kids to this day, I think it's a a game that people really would cherish right now and enjoy watching because it was fast paced. But I do appreciate the fact that I can say that I did play it. Well, and obviously you made a really great transition because your senior year, you led the state in scoring at 28 points a game and you were Miss Iowa basketball. So why was it really easy for you to make that transition when a lot of players probably struggled? 
Well, first of all, I did play travel a little bit. I had um, went across over to Australia. I played in uh, Montreal as well, Canada, and played some you know different experiences there, tried out for USA Basketball, did all that stuff. So I played five on five. And I also had tremendous teammates. I can't lie. Here at Montezuma, I had a great coach and Greg Criswell and Denny Wilson that said that Janelle Grimm had to get the ball. And I had teammates that were very selfless and said, okay, she can score the ball and we can do some special things if we work together. So, you know, we figured out our first game was really ugly. Whoa. I think we scored <laughs> like five to three at half. And we, you know, we had to learn the game as a group because we had guards that had never, ever really shot a ball and they had to learn how to even make a simple layup. Well, so you get done with your high school career, Janelle, and uh, what schools were looking at you for college and ultimately what made you decide on attending Iowa State? And obviously they didn't have much of a tradition at that time. And, you know, Teresa Becker was the head coach at the time. But what was your decision to go to Iowa State? I had other big eight schools at that point in time that were looking at me, Missouri. And then I also had you and I, Drake and Creighton. And, you know, it was just when I went to Iowa State, I felt like that was the right fit for me. And as a college coach, I always told players to you are going to know when the school is the right fit for you. And I've had the privilege. My son plays at Upper Iowa football. Same thing. He knew that that was his place for him to make his mark. And I just felt like Iowa State from day one, the coaches really uh, kept telling me that I could play at Iowa State. And, you know, I mean, not many people thought that I could play at Iowa State. And deep down in my heart, I believed that if we had the right people in place, that we could be successful. I'm not going to lie. I did not know that I would have a coaching change. That was hard. But yet at the very, very beginning, we knew when Coach Finley took over that, wow, we had hired one heck of a coach and we yeah. were going to do some pretty special things. Yeah. So your first year, Janelle, you know, you had the opportunity to play right away as a freshman, which yeah. is obviously rare. And you had a core of players that were young, like you, Jamie Olson was in your class mm -hmm. and you had Tara Gunderson and Julie Hand. Now you went one in 13 in the big eight your first year, and I'm sure it was a rough patch, but uh, what lessons learned uh, did you have that first year at Iowa State? It was a big shell shock, to be honest. None of us had ever lost, number one. And I will tell you, there were some moments where we were like, what have we gotten ourselves into sitting there at one and 13 in the big eight and, and having that passion to be able to turn a team around. And yet we were, I hate to say this, we were kind of dumbfounded. We were all freshmen and sophomores. We just thought, okay, just keep playing, keep going. We can, you know, stay true to the mm -hmm. course. Um, and obviously administration had different ideas and then there was a change and we were very, very excited when that change finally occurred and we could get ourselves embedded in what coach Finley believed in. Cause let me tell you, he wanted us to have fun. He wanted us to shoot that three ball. I can still remember as a post player. Oh my gosh, I'm shooting the three ball and just really <laughs> implemented the fact that people are going to love to watch us play. And we had zero fans. I mean, none. I can still remember his favorite line when he walked in and told us you could do anything in this arena. Nobody's going to be here. You know, you could go crazy in here. They're not going to be here right now because we have to make them feel that love and, and have that connection to the Cyclone women's basketball team and build something that was special that our little network believed we could do. And holy cow, did we ever do something fun? Yeah. And, you know, you just touched on what I was going to ask you next, Janelle. You know, I think a lot of fans, I would say fans, they've kind of taken it for granted because they weren't old enough to remember the way it was. And obviously the way Coach Finley has resurrected this program to an elite level. This new generation is used to seeing five to 8,000 fans at the game. But when you first started, it's hard to t explain to people that there was hardly anyone there. And tell us about the, the taped off sections in the Hilton oh Coliseum. 
I mean, no, you know, it, and, and Wild Bill was the big fan, right? Yeah. He had his his gaudy, awful looking little outfits, and he waved his towel at us, and we were horrible. I mean, we weren't that probably that much fun to watch. And yes, we had tapes, you know, the yellow tapes down the middle of Hilton Coliseum. And my mom and dad still to this day will talk about how they could go park right up front and walk in um, those first couple of years. And then by the time we get ready to host the NCAA tournament, all of us are like, oh my gosh, there are going to be people up in the rafters. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, and all those things started to transpire and we truly do appreciate it. And you're right. The, the current generation doesn't quite get it. But I think the biggest story behind all of this is that Iowa State basketball has maintained this for 20 plus years. Yeah. And that is hard in this day and age to maintain no. success and maintain it with the same style and the same determination that we did clear back in 1996 when coach came. Today's sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. You obviously already mentioned this earlier. The, the one thing that was unique about Coach Fenley is he did encourage uh, all players to shoot three-pointers, including the posts like yourself. And you never really did that probably much in high school. But how much did you appreciate that, a coach giving you freedom like that? Well, you appreciate it. And I think the people that appreciate it the most was just the fans. I mean, let's mm -hmm. be honest there. I believe right now, Iowa state still holds for the most games, three pointers have been made That's in correct. NCAA history. And believe it or not, I take it to my high school court. I mean, his favorite line was what shoot the ball before you turn it over. And it is a true statement. If you look at brave at basketball right now in Montezuma, we shoot the most threes in anybody within about a hundred mile radius of us. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a fun style to watch. And I definitely appreciated letting it fly in transition. And I still laugh with my players. I'm like, man, if I made it, man, I put my hands in the air and I let everybody know running backwards that I, I made one. But we had a lot of great players that bought into that simple philosophy yeah. and we've had a lot of fun. So your sophomore year, I, I still believe it's one of Coach Finley's best coaching jobs. Uh, right away, you saw that this was going to be a good product and you went 17 and 10 and shocked everyone. And I, I, I believe you started 12 and all, right? Yes, I, I think that was right. And I mean, how much confidence did that give you and your team right away that, Hey, we can do this. We can turn this corner. Well, it's, it's amazing to think that we had the same kids. We didn't have transfer come in. Yeah. They could all of a sudden pour in 20 points and 10 rebounds. I mean, we stu stuck together and nobody transferred. Everybody that needed to stuck together. Coach Finley believed in us. And I think that's something that's unique too, because there was no reason he couldn't just kind of, you know, hey, we're just going to fight through this one season. I'm going to recruit my kids and I'm going to change, change everything. He was an Iowa boy. I mean, you'll never forget his parents both being in the stands, Deb being around all the time, the little boys being there. It was a true family atmosphere that he bought in to really love us for who we were and build the program around who we were. And then he's just really honestly carried it on for many, many years. Yeah. And then, you know, fast forward to your junior year, which was 96, 97 season, still, like you said, same players. It's mm -hmm. really not, I mean, obviously coach Fenley had added some newer players, but right. you, you felt as when that season started, did you feel that this was a year we could do this? We could get to the tournament? I mean, you think so. 17 and 10, we were so close. You know, I mean, his favorite line, I know all of us players can remember, is re 
just wait, ladies, your name is going to come across the ticker when you make that upset. It's mm. going to come across when we hit the top 25. And we made that all happen that year because I do believe we had a great summer and preseason heading into that junior year. And let's be honest, Tara Gunderson, Julie Han, they were tremendous leaders for us. And we had young kids that came in and, and, and were part of the system. And we just kind of carried it on through. And then we also had some great practice players. I mean, don't forget Stacey Freeze transferred in that year. So she yep. was practicing with us, making us better. Um, we had Monica Hulman there who was just, oh, just a great soul that we lost way too yep. early. Um, so, so just so many fun Iowa girls that were, man, we were doing everything we could to A, make ourselves proud, I think really make coach proud because I think he really invested in us and he made us believe in who we were. And then ultimately at the end of the day, we loved having Hilton magic and being able to fill, fill up those stands and enjoy the fans in the crowd. Yeah. And like you said, what coach Fenley told you and the team was, you know, you get that upset, your name's on the ticker and you can, and you're going to be somebody. And to me, one of the first marquee wins of the coach Fenley era occurred in that junior year when you knocked off number nine, Texas. Right. How much do you remember from that game? I don't know if I remember a ton because I can't lie. What you remember is the team camaraderie. You yeah. remember the fact that, oh, my God, we did it. But all the other increment parts of it, I can't lie. I don't remember much. No, that's okay. Um, I just remember that whole season waiting to go to the selection show. Yeah. And to sit in that. I mean, it's now they don't even use it anymore, but those that room and we sat and just anxiously waited and to have your name pop up because you had a signature win against Texas, because you weren't like the best team in the nation, but you had done your job to be part of the dance. Yeah. And going back to that, Janelle, I mean, I, I would say at that point late in the year, we would probably be considered on the bubble. Yeah. And and so it was kind of hit and miss. You didn't really know you're going to get in. You think you're very deserving. And you lost to Colorado in the first season of the Big 12. And I think there was some anxiety there. Yeah. And then when you went to this, you know, selection show and when you saw your name, I I can't even imagine how that felt for you at that time, the coaching staff and the entire, you know, department to actually you knock down the door, you made the tournament. What was that feeling like? I mean, it's one of those feelings, you know, being a mom is wonderful. Being married and doing your own things as an adult is great. But as a college athlete, to know that you busted those walls down, to be able to walk into the NCAA tournament, it was, I mean, the hugs are genuine. The tears are real. You can see that sense of, we did it. I mean, we all would sit in the back of the plane trying to crunch numbers thinking, okay, did we do it? as we were coming back from those couple losses at the end of the season, they're like, Oh my gosh, we're there. We're almost there. Did we make it? And then poof, we did make it the camaraderie and just that love that you had for each other yeah. at that point in time to be able to think, Oh my goodness, we just, we just made history right here. Yeah. So the first NCAA tournament game in Iowa state women's basketball history was in Charlottesville, Virginia, and you played Utah, you know, we came out on the, on the you know short end of the, of the thing, but what do you remember from, that tournament uh, and actually getting to the tournament. And I know you, you always hear the act like you've been there before, <laughs> but when you've never been there before, I can't even imagine what that was like for you and the team to experience that when no one knew what that was like, besides yeah. maybe coach Fenley who did it at Toledo. 
I mean, Coach Finley knew, and then obviously our assistants knew because they had done it either as a player yeah. or as an assistant coach. But us noobs, we were just, you know, you you do have that aha moment. You can't lie. I can still remember taking the pictures in front of the sign. We were like little babies, right? We were just so excited to be able to think we did this. We had our parents all coming in from all over the place um, to just watch us. And, you know, we know we gave a good fight. We did not win. And we had bigger and better aspirations than what we, we fulfilled that junior year. And yet we, I think we took our seniors out in a really, really good way by making it. Delivering the best first impression for your company starts with your branded sportswear. Authentic Brands line of comfortably fitting apparel and accessories gives your company the recognition it deserves. Insist on the authentic brand label from your supplier or visit Authentic-Brand.com. Fast forward to your senior year, 97, 98, and what a unbelievable team. You mentioned that Stacy Fries was practicing with you and now she's eligible and one of the greatest players in school history, without a doubt. And then you bring in Megan Taylor, who also <laughs> was one of the greatest players in school history as a freshman. I mean, that team was loaded and you changed the entire trajectory of this program of that year. And that was the first time that Iowa State women's basketball ever earned a national ranking. What did that make you feel like at that time? I believe, and I'll be very honest, I think Coach Finley ingrained in us so much to be that blue collar. You you know where you're at, but you have more to prove. I mean, were we proud of that? For sure. Did media want to make it a big deal? Yes. But did we have a a bigger drive than than just being part of that little top 25? For sure we did. And I'll never forget falling short it was to Rutgers you know, in that last shot that we, oh, we could have almost made to be able to put yeah. us over the top. But I think you look, Megan Taylor came in, did unbelievable things as a true freshman. Stacey Freeze was the true leader in the sense of a point guard that just refused to lose and led us in practice each and every day. And then Jamie Olson and I, we were that great, you know, one-two punch with Monica Hulman as well. And I think it was just, you know, that dynamics of that senior year were pretty neat. But what was awesome is what happened after we left, to be truthful. Those young ladies just took it and ran yeah. They did. And, you know, and I, uh, there's so many, so many memorable games from that season. And I, I just want to touch on a couple, but if you got a second, obviously I'm going to bring up the Iowa game and, <laughs> and I need to, I need to give our fans some perspective here because they probably don't know this, but coach Fenley talks about all the time. Iowa wouldn't play us. Okay. So Iowa wouldn't play Iowa state. And as he says it, and it's, it's true. We weren't good enough. And I, I remember him telling the story often of how when he got here, he looked at the schedule and said, why aren't we playing Iowa? And someone told him, well, uh, they don't think you're good enough to play Iowa. And so you finally started playing Iowa again and you have them at home your senior year. And what I remember about that game, the hype was immense. And it was probably one of the first times that people were in the upper deck, if I'm wrong. And not only did you beat them, you you pretty much easily handled them. What do you remember from that game? Just the whole atmosphere of that game. And you have to realize you hadn't beaten Iowa in 10 straight. They had a 10 game, you know, winning streak yeah. against Iowa state too. Well, first of all, let's go back. He promised Jamie and I that we would play Iowa when he rolled in as a sophomore. And we were like, please, that's something we wanted to do. Right. So as seniors, we now get the privilege to take him into Hilton Coliseum. And I won't lie. You guys, I still have the uh, Des Moines register picture of myself celebrating after that win on my refrigerator right now. So that obviously means something, but you just remember walking out of the tunnel 
And I mean, I got goosebumps right now just thinking of the fans and the environment, the band, everything playing. And then what happens is that player, you just kind of get into that zone and you just play the game. And we executed. And I think, you know, for Stacey Freeze, too, here she is. She's playing against her her uh, former team. And I think we all had that little edge in the back, too. Hey, let's help her do something special, too. So it was pretty sweet. And I will never forget when they took us out. I mean, just I think it was my uh, somebody's warm up jersey, probably that they handed to me as they were uh, subbing yeah. it to me, uh, you know, twirling it around in the air and just thinking, wow, we did this, dude. We just beat Iowa. Uh, yeah. Some fun things. Yeah. And I, and I have to also bring up another unbelievable game from that season when you knocked off number five, Texas tech. Yep. And if you remember, there was a blizzard that night. And I think a lot of people were concerned that no one was going to be there. Yep. And also history lesson for some other people. I mean, Texas tech was probably the marquee team when we joined the big 12. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, for sure. Mike. They gosh. were, they were loaded. Dynamic. Marsha Sharp. Yep. Unbelievable coach hall of famer. And they were, they were a top five team. They come into Hilton Coliseum on a blizzard. And there's 3,000 people there at that game. And you knocked them off. And, I, you know, obviously you had beaten some ranked teams, but this one was different, wasn't it? It was. I think it was just because you know – I mean, it doesn't matter what institution you go to. In a conference, there is a perennial powerhouse. And you know what that team is. And to be able to say that you finally got, got it done, that helps you have that bigger – presence in the conference overall and to see 3000 Iowans come out in a blizzard and my parents will talk about that one too, you know, <laughs> nip and tuck trying to get that hundred miles up to watch us, but how many people were going to be relentless to just get there to help us get that victory was pretty awesome to think about as well. The one thing that coach Finley did so well to help grow uh, the game and to get people to uh, watch the games and attend the games he knew that there was a good product on the court now. It was a really good product, but you still have to get people in, in into the Hilton Coliseum. And, and what I remember about after that game, Marsha Sharp had, had a quote in the uh, newspaper how that was church bulletin night, where <laughs> if you had a church bulletin, you got in free for the game. And those are just unbelievable ways that Coach Fenley yep. got people to the game. And yep. what do you remember You know, going through the community to get gain interest into your program because that was a huge part of building the program, wasn't it? Oh, my gosh. I mean, we were people that that everyone appreciated. Like, you know, we were the common folk. I hate to say it. We know that back in the day we had the Freddie Hoybergs. The, they were the mayor, right? We were the blue-collar young ladies that just – kind of people kind of attracted to because we were that weird little story where people had to, yeah. we, we fought our way to greatness and coach Finley, he was a spokesperson for us through and through. I mean, the guy would go try to talk to anybody and say, please come watch us. And they would. And then what yeah. would happen? He'd tell them, go bring two more people with you. And pretty soon they would. Um, and before you knew it, I mean, and to this day, I, I can go out and about and people will say, oh, my gosh, I can remember when. And they still go to games right now because of 19 mid 90s, you know? Yeah, yeah. On Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones John Deere dealer of choice. I touched on earlier that, you know, by the time you ended your career, you had the third most points in school history. And so now you're wrapping up your senior year. And not only did you make the tournament again, you got to host it. And, you know, people don't understand how hard that is. You have to be a good team to host it. 
How special was that to, to play your senior year in the NCAA tournament at home? It was amazing. I won't lie. When we knew that we were going to finish in the top four, and you had to be in the top 16. So yep. then you had to be in the top four to be able to host within your region. And when we knew we could host and to know that those tickets were going to go on sale for people to come into our facility to watch us host the NCAA tournament. I mean, it was really, really pretty amazing. And the buzz in the locker room and just the excitement of, oh my gosh, they opened the upper bowl. Can you believe that? They are yeah. upstairs. They're going to be watching us from clear up there. Um, and I can still remember walking out that night. We shot really early before we went in for the uh, Coach Finley's talk um, and just thinking, oh my gosh, people are coming in. Holy cow they're here already, you know, and just that yeah. it's an aha moment. And yet we were very business. I think we were business driven at that point in time. And we got that first win and that was great. And then ran into doggone it a couple a point short here. Obviously it was a tough loss against Rutgers, but I, I was there at that game and I just remember that night was electric. Yep. Um, so many people at the game and they were really into it. And, you know, once again, I mean, tough loss, but did you think, when it was all said and done, Janelle, that a former six-on-six -six player from small-town Iowa would accomplish all the things that you did at Iowa State? Uh, I don't know that you could say that I believed in that. Did I think I could? Yes. Did I know yeah. that I would? No. Um, but I have, I mean, I had so many people that would almost refuse to let me fail, if that makes sense. Yep. From Jeff Sessler, from academics. I won't lie. Iowa State was not easy for me to make it through as a little farm girl. I wanted to come back to my home so hard. I was I was one of those odd ones. I was very homesick. And I mean, Coach Abe, Coach Finley, I mean, Coach Finley became my second dad. I mean, he had some really tough moments with me in the sense of helping me get through life decisions, not just basketball decisions. Um, so in that sense, I'm so fortunate that I had the people around me at Iowa State, David and Bonnie Orth, two people attached to me. And just to be able to find all those people that help you figure out your career and then to know that, yes, this little Montezuma girl played six on six, had a heck of a career at Iowa State, and then actually went on and coached college at basketball and did a lot of great things um, from that aspect as well. Because basketball's in me, I can't lie. It is, is deep, deep, deep rooted in me. Did you know right away that you wanted to be a coach when you graduated? <laughs> I'll be honest. I did not know until the elementary classroom was a mass chaotic moment. <laughs> I knew I wanted to coach. There was no question. Once again, though, I was a homesick kid. Until my senior year, did I really think, oh, my God, I think I need to leave a little bit to be able to really appreciate what I've come from. Um, and so then, you know, May came around. I graduated and Coach Finley and, and helped me get my first job. And off I went and traveled the country and the nation for years and, yeah. and finally settled down and thought, oh, man, I better be able to raise, watch my kids grow up. And you mentioned Coach Abe. That's obviously Katie Abrahamson Henderson, who's had a really good career at, on her own as a head coach. And she was your assistant at Iowa State. You went and coached with her, um, I believe, at Michigan State and Missouri State. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. And so how much did she have uh, influence in your career? I mean, she was just she was a, a steady role model for me. I cannot lie. And I've had years of a relationship with her in the sense that she was that position coach for me. So no different than any sport. You have that one coach that is truly dedicated to helping you develop. And she helped me develop on the court. She definitely helped me develop as a, as a young lady on the court and then professionally as well. So Coach Abe and I, we, we definitely have um, a tremendous relationship that I'm very grateful for. So you, ha you had your chance to be a head coach in college at Grand Valley State and had a Great career. You, I believe, took the team to two NCAA tournaments. What was that like, first being the head coach? And then why, why did you decide to move back to Iowa and start coaching high school again? 
you know, I mean, I was fortunate. I went, I mean, I was at the big 10 coaching. I played at the big 12 and then to go the, to be the head coach of the best division two school, arguably in the country for the eight years that I got the privilege to coach him was great. Um, but eventually my husband looked at me, it was about April and he says, Janelle, your child, your son is 12, your daughter is five. And if we ever want to watch them be who they are, you're going to have to step back. Yeah. And at that point in time, it was hard. Um, but he had done so much legwork for us to be able to get a job back here in Iowa. And my my parents are getting older. They're still in wonderful health. But we moved back to my uh, grandparents' farmhouse. And I became just an associate in the schools and absolutely loved kind of stepping back. I can't lie. I coached boys basketball for a year as an assistant and knew that basketball was what I loved. But I think my ultimate gift that I have been given is to be a leader and I'm a leader right now, no different than I was on the college basketball court as a player or as a coach. I just lead in middle school math every day. And then I take my great fun stuff to the uh, basketball court as well. And to top it all off, I've watched my son win a state title in basketball. I've watched him head to the Uni Dome and put 90 some points on a football scoreboard. Um, my daughter is now going to enter her freshman year next year. So I get the privilege to coach her. Um, so there's just been so many great journeys I've been on in life. I am, I'm one lucky lady and I've got a husband that's helped me get where I'm at right now because of his strength and, and guidance. That's awesome. Janelle, how cool has it been though, for you to go back to your alma mater and lead them to three state tournament appearances? I've had some great kids. Oh my gosh. I've had some tremendous young ladies that when I stepped into that gym in May of whatever it was, 2017, told them that we're going to have some fun. We're going to work hard and we have talent. So we need to be able to take it as far as we can. We've been to two semifinals. We have not got that state <laughs> title yet. That is definitely a goal that we have. And every year we've competed, we've been in the conference title race and we've, we've played some great basketball and we've played coach Finley style. We play a up and down. We play a fun pace, shoot the three and very fortunate to have the kids in the program and the community that supports girls basketball at the high school level, just about like Ames does at the big 12 level in the sense of the we're packed every night. The fans are. Well, Janelle, once again, I thank you so much for taking the time. I know that you're, you're at school right now working. So I, I really appreciate you doing this. I have one final question. When you look back at Coach Fenley's amazing career, how proud does it make you know that you were part of it when it all got started? How, how proud is that for you? You know, I mean, I think any person, and I here I am, I'm going to cry about this, any person that's played for him, Coach Fenley loves you to the edge of the earth. And that man will go through any wall with you, for you, and he'll help you get through it if you need to. I love the man. And I told him when I graduated, it was one of the hardest things because I, I do. I truly care about Coach Finley and his wife and his family because they believed in me sometimes when I didn't believe in myself. And they helped me become the woman that I am right now through some of the some of the most difficult and some of the greatest moments of my life. And I, I truly anybody that gets the privilege to play for him, they're, they're blessed. He is one true, genuine person that cares about you and loves you like their own. Janelle, thanks so much. It's been so awesome to catch up with you. And uh, we're always rooting for you here at Iowa State and you're always welcome back. So thanks again for joining our SciCast. Thank you for having me. Today's SciCast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere. Thanks for listening.